We said last week that it was no jab, no play at Melbourne Park, but, well, a leaked email presented by Ben Rothenberg shows otherwise that Tennis Australia might be finding a loophole for unvaccinated players if they want to enter Melbourne next year for the Australian Open. This is a special edition of Breakpoint Podcast. I'm your host, Val Febo, and joining me, as he always does, is the one, the only the fresh haircut man, Joel Frucci's finally been able to get one after Melbourne's hairdressers have reopened. Um, how are you, mate? I'm very, very well, Val. And let me tell you, my head feels amazing. I was walking around like a woolly mammoth in the few months previous, and now I'm just feeling the sides of my head, and there's just next to no hair there. It's just the best feeling ever. Oh, See, no I, hair. Quite, I quite yes. liked you with the long hair, with the longer hair. I didn't mind it. Mm. I know you're not a fan, but I didn't mind it. No. No, I didn't. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't really like it, and it was just annoying because it was all, it was all thick and buffy, yeah. and it was just hard to style. This is much better. And plus, we're coming up to the summer of tennis, yeah. And just sitting out, sitting out at Melbourne Park because you and I are both vaccinated, of course, so we oh, can yes. go and watch the tennis. Be sitting out there, and uh, believe me, listeners. You don't want too much hair sitting at the tennis because it no. gets very warm and very sweaty and, and very, it's not pleasant. And very drippy as well, I must say. I've yes. been very lucky throughout lockdowns. I've got my dad, Paul, who's a, who's a hairdresser by trade. So very, very lucky right, to, to have him and, yeah, never really have to worry about a haircut, which has been very nice. But moving out made things a little bit more difficult in order to get one, but um, managed to scrape one in a couple of weeks ago, which was very good. But uh, we are here to talk about things other than our hair. And that is the email that was leaked by Ben Rothenberg or leaked to Ben Rothenberg, which he presented on Twitter this morning. It came from Tennis Australia to WTA players. So it said, dear players, we feel the need to reach out to you to clear or to reach out to you all to clear up false and misleading information that has recently been spread by other parties about conditions that players will be forced to endure at next year's Australian Open. We've been communicating regularly with Craig and the Tennis Australia team. So this is from the WTA to the players. We've been communicating regularly with Craig and the Tennis Australia team in recent months, and they've shared some good news with us on our Players' Council call last Friday that we'd like to share with you um, so that you know the facts are not confused by the rumours um, that have been circulating. TA have asked us to wait a few days before speaking about it as they were still working with the government on the details. Because Victoria's vaccination rate will hit 80% at the end of the week and 90% next month, so this is for the double dose, 80% and 90% next month, uh, it has been confirmed that the conditions for players at the Australian Open will improve significantly. So the conditions for fully vaccinated players, Joel, are follows, or as follows. They can arrive anytime after the 1st of December, must have a negative test within 72 hours of departure from wherever they're leaving to enter Australia, must test within 24 hours of arrival. They're not required to quarantine or stay in a bubble. Will have no ongoing restrictions imposed on them, and will have complete freedom of movement. For unvaccinated players, now this this is what the controversy I think because this is where it all arises because this is what we've been led to believe wouldn't happen. For unvaccinated players. They can arrive anytime after December 1st, but will be subject to two weeks hard quarantine. They must have a negative test within 72 hours of departure, are required to go through mandatory hotel quarantine for 14 days upon arrival, and must submit to regular testing. We have also received confirmation that qualifying will now be held at Melbourne Park. So that's a that's a massive plus. That's a plus for everybody. Very good. So we don't Very have to go to Doha. Players. We don't have to go to the UAE. We're fine there. 
Lastly, non-mandatory charter flights will still be offered and the details of these flights will be shared with the player group as soon as they are known. We continue to meet with the TA team regularly and will share any further updates as we receive them. We understand that the issue of close contacts is a key issue for everyone. It's not 100% resolved yet, but we do expect a further update from Tennis Australia on this topic on our player call schedule for Friday. We ask that everyone please keep this information confidential until the government makes an official announcement. (laughs) Please feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions. Well, safe to say that that is not confidential information anymore and someone has leaked it to Ben Rothenberg. Now, there's a lot of layers to peel off this and we've been talking yep. about it at length today. And the from what we've heard from both federal and Victorian government is a pretty hardline stance so far that, and for not just for tennis players, but for Victorians in general and people entering Victoria, you pretty much got to be double vaxxed to get in anywhere, to do anything to anything that's remotely fun or interesting or or <laughs> normal, really, to eat yep. in a restaurant, to go into retail outlets, to go to the supermarket and to go to any sort of – and to do anything, really. You need to be double-vaxxed, essentially. They're pretty much trying to make it mandatory. But it's – well, not mandatory, but they're recommending it highly – um, it pretty much is. It pretty it pretty much. There's a lot of there's a grey area in between mandatory and yeah. It's it's interesting, but we like we can't call it mandatory, but we can't call it not mandatory at the same time. But it's I, I don't mind it. I, I'm not. I don't mind it. Don't hate it. Don't, I'm kind of in between. But it's uh, the fact that they've been so hard line with it, and now there's this backflip that or seeming backflip that TA are willing to go to the WTA with. It, I don't know. It, it feels as though we're getting an announcement soon, doesn't it? Yeah, well, so I was listening, uh, Val, to uh, 3W Radio this morning. For for the sake of international is- listeners, it's one of the bigger, um, if not the biggest radio station in Mel- uh, Melbourne or in Australia, let alone in Melbourne. And uh, Martin Pakula, um, who, of course, um, we spoke to last year, probably around this time, about the Australian Open, not not on vaccination, but but about the Australian Open last year. He was on that program this morning, mm-hmm. and he was being asked about this. And so he's the minister for um, tourism, major events, and a whole lot of other portfolios. Quite frankly, I don't know how he does it, but the portfolio that we're interested in is major events. And so he was asked about this, and w- the impression that I got uh, is that. We will get a decision on this in the next couple of weeks or so. So that seems to be when we'll find out. Um, and then, yeah, I, I guess obviously he was asked about what this would mean for the players. And I think clearly the interesting thing, Val, is that there's no real mention in this email about for unvaccinated players what the limitation on movement will be. And I almost think it's it's kind of – it's it's not so much a – concern about public health, I think. I mean, it is, don't get me wrong, but I think understandably the problem here is that people are wondering, um, well, if they're not vaccinated, what's what's their restriction on movement going to be? Because we've, uh, as Victorians, we've obviously been uh, restricted for the best part of three months and going into next year, um, uh, again, for the sake of, of international listeners, pretty much, for the whole of 2022, it's looking like unvaccinated Victorians won't be able to do anything really other than go to the supermarket and get, 
get medical care, really. That looks like all they'll be able to do. So I guess the question is, um, if they're unvaccinated, if, if tennis players are coming into the country, will they actually be allowed to, you know, go to restaurants and, and do all these things that really people for so long sacrificed their own freedoms for and then all of a sudden, you know, players can rock up and and just do as they please without um, without having been been vaccinated. Um, and as you said, there, there are a whole lot of layers to this. I mean, there's so many that um, Shrek himself would be proud that there's so many layers. Um <laughs> But really, like when you think about it, the the federal government of Australia could 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 really um, start and end this issue in an instant simply by saying, if you're not vaccinated, you can't come into the country. It's if that gets said by by anyone at federal level, then the issue is done, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it really is a, a really is a complicated issue, and uh, I guess to editorialize. Look, I don't mind it because, you know, from an optical point of view, there's a, there's a real problem here for not only the Victorian government but also the federal government because, um, you know, if they were if they were, were to allow players to, uh, unvaccinated players, to gallivant around Melbourne to do their thing, um, you know, it's an awful look. And then, you know, obviously there's the obvious factor that, you know, they, they, they could potentially be spreading COVID around as well. Um, yeah, so there's a, there's a real I think there's a real dilemma here, and you know to be honest, uh, we're, we're, we've spoken about this before. Um, you know, ha- having to go through 14 days of hotel quarantine is is one thing, mm. but that's two weeks. You know, really, we've had to do in Victoria 262, 262 days. days effectively of home quarantine. So, you know, from that point of view, you, as as human beings, as Melbournians as Victorians, we can't really look at this and say that it's okay for the players uh, to come in unvaccinated um, and to do their thing. I guess I feel relatively safe that by then, um, effectively, nine in 10 people will be vaccinated. But you know what? That's almost beside the point. Like it's, for me anyway, it's it's as much of a, you know, a mental issue as it is uh, of a health one that I've I already feel safe with the vaccine. It would just frustrate me to no end um, that unvaccinated players would be able to do their thing. Yeah, well, I think that, and that's what you mentioned, what would they actually be able to do when they come here? And that's the big question. So are they going to have to do essentially what they did this year? You're allowed in the hotel, you're allowed at the courts, and you got a bubble. And it's just for those people that are in that, that are unvaccinated. They go into a bubble situation. And then all their friends, all the all the players that are double vaxxed, they can just roam around the general public, which I think is fair enough. Um, I think we've come too far in this city to allow um, to allow the just the willy nilly just to do whatever they want. Because what happens if the tennis players come in? As you said, they're unvaxxed, they're allowed to do their thing, but certain you know Joe Blow who can't get the vaccination for healthcare purposes or, or like is, or, or won't be able to get the vaccine. Um, you know, he can't do anything and they're yeah, not Australian yeah. citizens. They come into the country and they can't, and they get to do whatever they want. I think that's the, that's the big question. So I think. Yeah. And, and let's, let's not forget as well, as well as sort of people who are immunocompromised for starter. Even that's if what I, that's the word I was looking for. Immunocompromised. Yeah, still, still at increased risk. And and here's the other thing we can't forget as well, Val, is that none of the vaccines yet have been approved for children. Children are still the majority are unvaccinated. Mm. So we don't we don't want 
COVID coming from overseas and spreading to kids. Now, we know from the experts around the world that we've heard that um, that the children are less likely to be seriously ill, but they can still get it. And there is still that chance. So that's one thing as well that we that we need to factor in and consider. Yeah, agreed. And uh, I think... I don't know. It's it's. I don't envy the position of Daniel Andrews. I don't envy the position of Scott Morrison, Martin Pakula, or any of the ministers that are in charge of of looking after this portfolio or or worrying about the the ongoing COVID threat in the state and in the country because this was not supposed to come out. Um, and credit to Ben Rothenberg for creating the relationships that it got sent to him and that it did come out. Yeah. Um, but th- this this is now a damage control thing, I think, for, for all the governments involved because it's they've been so hard-lined with saying, okay, you're going to have to get double-vaxxed if you're going to come into the country, and all of a sudden there's a bit of a backflip here, and now what what is the solution? I don't mind a solution yeah. if, if, they ca- if they do come in, and they have to they're subject to the bubble life because that's their choice but it's also our prerogative to put them into a bubble and say all right you're not allowed in with the general public because we've worked too hard to get people vaccinated and if we're letting more unvaccinated people into the community and if you have covid that's that's going to be a disaster so mm. maybe there's a win-win situation where they do get to come here and where they do get to play but it's just I was very very confused this morning when when I saw the when I saw the email. Yeah, absolutely. So was I. Um, look, I think the fact that it's come out is probably I think going to force the government's hand a bit. And when I say governments, I say governments plural, two governments: the Victorian government and the federal government, um, and New South Wales to an extent, because there are rumours. To an extent, the, there, there are rumours. I think. BP went with this on the first serve in uh, uh, last week. I think he was saying that Sydney. Might be the go for the ATP Cup, so that's not a bad shout. Yep. So, and I, 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 I would believe, I would believe Brad as well. Yep. So, I, I think if if that's going, if unvaccinated players are coming into Sydney as well, then that's Dom Perrottet as well that's involved in these discussions. So, it's yeah. yeah there, there's three governments at play here, and I don't envy any of their positions. I'm very happy just sitting here and watching it all unfold with a box of popcorn in my hand. <laughs> yeah, look, it's again, and um, it's probably worth our while as well for anyone overseas listening to this, explaining how sort of the governance in Australia works. Yes, we have yeah, a federal true. government, but below that as well, obviously we have our states and territories and they kind of have, they have, a let's face it, a very high level of autonomy. And certainly in the pandemic, they've had a lot of power to, um, I guess, govern the way they see fit within their own borders, which has had some pros and has had some cons as well. Um, I guess there hasn't been a perfect fix, but they've they've had at the end of the day the final say as to what happens um, within their borders. But again, going back to that though, I think the fact that this has come out now, um, I think it's kind of going to force the hands of the governments involved here because, unfortunately, look, the reality is that it can't be you know rules for thee and others for me or vice versa because. Um, at least in Victoria and New South Wales, the, the two major states, and that's kind of spreading elsewhere into Queensland and WA and South Australia and the Northern Territory, really everywhere, Tasmania, the ACT, it's now becoming about certain levels of um, of vaccination and creating vaccinated economies within Australia. So 
they they can't now um, sort of go back and allow unvaccinated players to go and do their thing when when everyday Australians really um, you know can't can't work if they're not vaccinated can't go to restaurants um, you know just thinking thinking about it from an optical point of view really if anything. From, from a political point of view, and we know the politicians, they love thinking in election mode, don't they? Because they've been doing that the whole time. Um, but if you're thinking about it from that point of view, it would just be suicidal, I think, to to back backflip and let unvaccinated players have freedoms that everyday people can't have. And I think the fact that this email, uh, confidential email, has has been uh, has come out the way that it has, um, I, I don't think there is really any choice for governments other than um to essentially ban unvaccinated players from you know going to going to restaurants coming into the country really playing yep. at the end of the day that, like that's it that's it they shouldn't I don't think they should be allowed to come yeah oh, look I'm I'm in a similar boat to you Joel I, I don't think that you know if if Australian citizens aren't allowed to have these luxuries then why do tennis players get to come in and and override that that that's that's my big question but if they were to come, I obviously wouldn't be overly pleased. But then if they were, they had to subject to a lockdown-style treatment because we've been through too much. As I said, we, yeah. like, we're trying to get the vaccinations. Yes, we've still got you know a high amount of cases, but we're looking at the vaccination numbers now. That's the big – and that, that's been the goal since the start of this – what are we in, six, six lockdown? We've had six, oh, six or seven. Six or seven. Um, that's quite sad, actually. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. it's um, <laughs> the fact that we've actually lost count. Um, well, throughout the last hundred and eleven days, um, yeah, it's. I, I think we're at the point now where we just need to look at it. And the players that aren't vaccinated, you can choose to come if they are allowed in. Then okay, but you bubble like what happened at the US Open and like what's happened at the Australian Open last year. We have a bubble situation. They're allowed in. They go to the courts. They can hit up. They can play, and they go straight back to the hotel. They get Uber Eats. But you're not allowed to go to a restaurant. You're not allowed to do this or that. I, 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 just, I just think that, that that's probably the only feasible solution to this whole drama. Yeah, I think I think that's a, a best possible uh, a best possible scenario. Because um, the fact that the, the this emails come out, Joel, they're coming. I I I can't uh, yeah. see I can't see any situation now in which the unvaccinated players are not in Melbourne for the Australian Open next year. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think it's I think it's a possibility, and I mean, I, I guess the other thing is that, and, and I'm not I'm not sort of uh, I guess attributing any sort of uh, notion to anybody here, but money definitely does talk. Um, let's let's be real, it does. Um, look, but I guess I don't think I'd be very happy if if that was allowed to proceed, but I think looking at it from a point of view that, yes, nine in ten adults by then in Victoria um, and realistically in New South Wales as well and hopefully in other states will be, will be fully vaccinated. So I guess that's something that we can... You know, take a, a a pretty a pretty great deal of solace out of that. You, you know, we'll we'll be I guess have a ninety percent chance of of being safe. I would have thought is how I would look at it. And by um, then, we might actually have full crowds allowed at the Australian Open, which is what we're working towards. Because yeah, the Boxing Day and, test, I think they've said about eighty thousand 
could be in the MCG for the Boxing Day test. So that would be phenomenal. And then if we can have a full crowd and full capacity at the Australian Open, especially with that new beautiful 5,000-seat arena that um, Tennis Australia have procured very nicely, um, I think uh, like it'd be, it'd be awesome. But you're right. We uh, I think the vaccinations are the goals. I think in two weeks, Ma- I think Martin Pakula said two weeks would be the decision. And then the announcement yeah, will come. Yeah, there are there that. Yep. So we should expect one in the next fortnight. Another fortnight, and then we can we can dig our teeth into this a little bit more. But um, it, it was yeah, it was very very confusing. And this morning, my immediate thought was, oh god, we've buckled, and yeah. I don't want to I don't want to buckle because we have worked so hard to to come out of this. But yeah, it's whew, I'm a bit nervous for everybody in this situation. Yeah, well, I, look, I think what we can what we can look forward to if if uh, if unvaccinated players a are allowed to come here and, and b if they're allowed to compete, I, I think there's going to be a, a lot of political fallout. Um, not necessarily sure who that's going to fall at the feet of. I think that it's going to be a bit of a a bit of a shared thing. Um, I think there'll be a, there'll be a few people who will feel it, but. If that happens, I, I think there will be some some uh, political fireballs going around because uh, it's not going to be a very good look if uh, if you're sort of setting up this kind of vaccinated economy um, and all of a sudden some some tennis players can come into your state and just you know gallivant around and earn some money. So mm. yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting wait, but uh, we uh, yeah we wait with bated breath. 2022, if the unvaccinated players are allowed in, is going to be a very, very big year in the Australian political front because we've got a Victorian state election and we're going to have a federal election as well. So it is it is a very, very big year. So very, I'm yeah. very excited, actually. Um, keen to see what unfolds. But, yeah, it's – look – I, I don't know what to expect. I know a lot of the WTA players weren't happy that this did leak, and Victoria Azarenka was one that uh, criticised Ben Rothenberg. But look, Joel, if you or I were in the same position and one of the players sent us that, I'd be posting it straight away. I'd like oh. if if they if they said here post this or you can have this, that's major breaking news. Oh, a hundred percent, million percent. I mean, yeah. if something like this gets out and you're a journalist and you know a source has sent this to you it's you're 100 percent doing something on this because yeah you have to it is very much in the public interest and this again it all ties back into this thing remember we were talking on the show on friday about how you know some players were saying how we're talking about how their vaccination status wasn't wasn't a public issue well it absolutely is a public issue i mean it is this proves it yeah, it, it is. It is such a public issue. I mean, I can't even put into words how important this thing is as a public issue. So, look, absolutely commend Ben for for putting this out there because I think it's really important that um, that people know about it and that that locals know about it. Um, you know, especially after again what we've been through. We hate harking on about it, but the reality is we did go through it, and it it really does hurt to look back on it. We went through a lot of hell, and. It's it's the least that that uh, that people in this part of the world uh, that people in this part of the world deserve, really. It is it is so funny that now anytime you talk to a Melbourneian and and you hear this from international people and 
um, and people from interstate, you could probably go maybe three conversations without a Melbourneian bringing up lockdown. And I think we've harped on about it so much tonight. So it proves that there's a few mental demons on our part, but 262 days is a pretty big number. And look, we're all world record holders, and I want our names, every single Melbourneian, in the Guinness Book of Records next year. <laughs> I think we, we are owed a page, every one of our names. I don't know. <laughs> Just, just putting it oh, out there. Gosh. Just putting it out there. Um, but no, it's uh, it's been a big day of tennis news, and hopefully more transpires during the week, and we can bring more of that to you. But at the moment, this is where things stand, and it's on a little bit of a knife edge at the moment. And I'm excited to see where it's going to go because it's it's a massive story, and there's massive repercussions for the decision makers. Um, who you couldn't pay me enough money to be in their job at the moment. So um, good luck to them. I hope that they have an easy-ish time of making the call. And if, if they do find the right solution, then good luck to them. But yeah, it's um, it's not one that I would want to be a part of at the moment because there are so many moving parts. Yep, well said. It's a very, very tricky situation. Um, and I guess all we can really do is uh, I, I guess hope that the the right outcome is reached, and yeah, uh, and that's a, that again. That's the thing. I mean, the the right outcome, what that means, is different for me. It's probably slightly different for you, Val, in its own little way. It's probably different for you know. It's certainly different for Novak Djokovic. It's oh god, for, don't I even know, get me started on party. Him. It's different for everyone. Everyone's got their own way of looking at it. So yeah. it's going to be a, a really interesting way. Well, Ash has called time on her season, so that's um, she uh, so she's in Brisbane now and she's focusing fully on the Australian summer. So she'll be here. She's vaccinated, I'd assume. So, um, yeah, yeah, she look, is, yeah. looking forward to um, looking forward to seeing what happens over the next few weeks. But Joel, it's been a very very special night doing another special edition podcast. We thought we were done with these, <laughs> but um, all of a sudden, COVID just brings us right back down to earth, doesn't it? Uh, we did a couple of these with Washington being cancelled last year. Novak testing positive and uh, and now this so this is a um, this is a really this is a massive story and hopefully we can uh, we can get to the bottom of it over the next couple of weeks and the next fortnight and the um, and good luck to Daniel Andrews good luck to Scott Morrison good luck to Don Perrottet and good luck to Martin Pakula and all the politicians that have to make this decision because it's 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 a really big one and um, and yeah if there's a win win for everybody in there I'm sure they'll find it and hopefully they do um, so. I think that's that's all we can really say on the matter, isn't it? Yep, pretty much. And yep. uh, should we wrap up on that note? I reckon on that bombshell, uh, Joel. This has been <laughs> it's been a pleasure, mate. And uh, we'll catch you later on in the week for another show. Looking forward to it. Yep, sounds good, mate. And uh, this has been Breakpoint Podcast, the special edition talking all things vaccinations and whether unvaccinated players will be able to enter Australia and Victoria for the 2022 Australian Open. December 1st, they'll be allowed to start arriving. Um, who knows what's going to happen there? The next fortnight poses some big questions. It's been Val Febo and Joel Frucci joining you to talk through all of it. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Breakpoint Pod, Instagram at Breakpoint Podcast, and Facebook as well, Breakpoint Podcast, and subscribe on Anchor. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the podcast platforms, we're on there. We'll catch you soon.